that's where we're going. Ho, 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 my good people. We are back in your lives, in your ears, and in your face. Welcome to another episode of Papa G's House, the Christmas edition. As usual, co-host, producer, best man I know today, Artur Carlos, Diego Pajero III. The, once again, Halloween <laughs> and now Christmas. Okay, sweet. We all need to wear Christmas hats. We all need to dress up for Halloween. You're once again the only one that, that this does is, it. <laughs> this is starting to become a thing now. <laughs> I know, man. I'm so sorry. I, you were like, Christmas hats. And I was like, yes, I've got one. And then I couldn't find it. Ah, shit. What happens? What, yeah, you know, what, what can you do? It's okay. Well, I'll, I'll keep this on, you know, for the both of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, are you feeling in the Christmas spirit? Do uh, you ever? No, I do not like Christmas. Yeah. I've wanted to spend Christmas away from family for the longest time. And uh, this one chick at work, <laughs> I said, like, yeah, but, you know, who's into Christmas? She goes, like, I'm sorry. Like it's like, everyone? don't you dare say a bad word about Christmas. It's magical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but you do get these, like, Christmas fundies. Like, people yeah, are like, I love it. oh, my God, it's Christmas. We're going all out. We're decorating. We're doing the whole bank shit. I don't even have a Christmas tree. Yeah, well, I live by myself. <laughs> yeah, Who Car- am I going to put the Christmas tree up for? Carolyn and Anna put up a Christmas tree, and it's it's cool. But you know, I wouldn't go through the effort myself. Mm. But you know, that's because maybe people say I'm a Scrooge. Maybe they say I'm a dick. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, Scrooge McDick. <laughs> <laughs> Scrooge McDick. There we that's go. That's a great one. Um, you know. <laughs> Here we go about being on the receiving end of the dick again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But (laughs) what can you do? I mean, like sometimes, I don't know, as as I've got older, the importance of Christmas and I mean, importance of Christmas, that's not the right way to put it. But mainly just the spirit is kind of leaving me as the years go by. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I love spending time with my family. I mean, it. I spend a lot of time with my family. I work with my family. I'm very privileged to see my family, especially my folks, all the time. They live yeah. 700 meters down the road. So I've never re- really had like, oh, no, it's Christmas time. I'm going to spend time with my family who I don't see very often. Mm. So Christmas time's like, okay, it's cool. We're going to spend two days with the fam. And then, boom, it's that's done. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. my mom... Um is super Portuguese when it comes to Christmas. So she makes enough food to feed an army. But uh, since she's had a, a second knee replacement surgery, she can't really cook. So at, And my brother and his uh, partner is now um, taking care of the cooking. So at least there won't be so much food that you'd be like, there's no ways any of us can eat yeah. any of this. Well, I mean, the cool thing about that is you know, leftovers. If you're doing the cooking, you 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 straight for the next couple of weeks. But yeah, yeah. But you know, like they, she makes, she used to make these like uh, these pastries, little rabanadas. Not rabanadas. It's a uh, rissoles. The people call them rissoles. It's like this little half moon shaped thing. It's either tuna in there or prawns, which is my favorite. So she makes a Ooh. ton of that stuff. And then it's like this uh, codfish kind of uh, doughy thing which is actually really great she makes a ton of that stuff and then this like similar to like french toast she makes tons of that shit and then all these cookies and Yo, then there's sounds amazing. this and there's that and then there's the actual food and then there's food after the food and it's just like 
Wow. That's tons cool. and tons so, and tons and tons and tons of food. That's amazing. Are you doing that this year? No. Again? Not? No, 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 no. no. What we, you got planned? I'm not doing any of the cooking, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say I'm not doing anything. I'm like, amen. No, I'd, amen. Yeah, I, I was like, hey, mom, you can't cook. Cool, <laughs> yeah. I'm ordering McDonald's for Christmas. She was Let's like, go. no. No, I don't want the McDonald's. <laughs> uh, she got a full-on accent yeah. and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah, awesome. Both my dad. Uh, uh, you know Jonathan from VOL? Yes. He is still shit scared of my dad. Oh, yeah? From when we were kids. Like, he, like, he was at my place, and then my dad came home, and this was like, you know, like a Portuguese dad in the job coming home, fucking shit. It's like, bah, 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 bah. He's still scared to my of my dad to this day, but my dad is just like a teddy bear. Yeah, man. yeah, for sure. I mean, but then again, you you have the same connection. I mean, I have that connection with my dad. Where back in the day, all my friends were scared of him. You know, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's so different how you perceive your your father as to how other people perceive him. Like, what are you talking about? That's how we roll. You know, that's how we are. Would you think kids would be scared of you if you were a dad? Because I think, well, uh, I'm, I, I, I'm not too sure about me. I think, yeah, my my nephew's a little bit wary of me because I'm just big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I play with him and I go, and he's yeah. like, oh, dad. <laughs> you know, he gets a little bit scared. But, yeah, no, I I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just my size that that is isn't would be intimidating for a kid yeah because I, I, I mean i like to think i'm a bit of a teddy bear myself yeah I, I i mean i dig kids i get along with kids so i don't know if if uh if i had kids and their friends would think that i'm scary well, I don't kids know. are rad as long as they're not my own yeah <laughs> definitely you know what i'm saying yeah no <laughs> the answer is no yeah um, you want to play with it? Yeah. Go home and play with also, it. Also, like we, I mean, I'm running out. Well, I, I saw we, we both like 40 and around that area. It's like, we haven't had a kid yet. It's like, oof. Well, I've sort of got one. I mean, Carolyn's daughter. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. So I went, I went like uh, deep end into being a stepdad of sorts to uh, a preteen. And uh, thankfully, she's not like one of those horror stories of yeah. teenage girls. She's not like, she's actually quite level-headed. But we were talking about this the other day, dude. It's the whole times, all the times have changed. When I was 16, 14, 15, mm. um, I don't know why I went 16, 14, 15, but uh, I w we were out partying and, you know, we were trying to, get alcohol and you know do all that well also shit. when i was in high school the they don't do the, that these days no but also in high school the matrix looked like they were like you know senior se senior college students you know they looked like they were old but why has that changed i don't know it's so strange i don't know i don't know if it's if it's just a um a, a theory well, it's of just the way we thing. see it yeah the way we see it but like i i clearly remember that there were guys in matric when i was like a standard seven where they looked like they Fully were shaving. Fully grown men, yeah. They could have been in the first team. They could rugby. be a fa uh, you know, father of a family of four. Yeah, they could have been mechanics. Well, you know, they were just like, they were hard. Yeah, yeah, were, yeah. But like, you look at kids now, it's like, is that what, what trick units look like? It's like, <laughs> what? What happened? Well, uh, I think... It must be relative. Yeah, definitely, bro. I mean, there's no ways we can actually say that because you probably <laughs> find that the standard sixes or, or grade eights and nines are looking thing. at the grade 12 matrix the same way 
Yeah. Like, look at this grown-ass man. Yeah. It's like, what is he doing in school? It's weird how you look at the world that way. Yeah. Or was yeah. it just us, like the misfits? Nah, I, it, it must be the way Everyone. it is. It must be the way it is. Yeah. Wow, that's such a weird way to look at it. <laughs> now that we've actually explored that whole concept. Yeah, because I remember, look, I mean, I got hit by a matric when I was in Standard 6 because I wouldn't go buy his bologna sandwich. What? And I was like, I've just been hit by a grown man. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, no, geez, I endured some abuse, dude. Because wow. all the dudes knew my sisters who were uh, six years above me. They had just matriculated. So obviously at that age group, you know, either up or down, you do get, you know, girls hanging out with guys a year below them and so on and so forth. So when I went to school, everybody knew who I was. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, I'm in for a torrid time. Wasn't that bad, but uh, I managed to hold my own for the most part. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm struggling. I, I'm struggling to remember details from when I was in high school, but all I know is that I was quite... I wasn't like the popular kid, but everyone knew about me and I knew everyone. Yeah. You know, I didn't get into any issues. I didn't have any fights. I had like one fight with this one guy for some reason. I can't even remember what it was. Two guys, actually. Don't even remember what it was. After high school, we were like friends. Yeah. And then we were like, what were we fighting about? I don't know. We just were fighting. Because it was like, we just sort of picked each other as enemies. Yeah. For I some mean, I reason. thought I saw, I saw high school fights as just like a. These things happen. This is part of growing. Yeah. I mean, the, the one dude, he was like quite smaller than me. He came running behind and jumped on my back, but I didn't drop. I was standing, I was still standing with him on my back. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he was like, like, yeah, get off me. Jeez, I got into a few, you know, serious ones back in my day, but like. Really? Yeah. You know, got kicked. You know, I didn't get kicked out of school, but got sent home. Oh all bloodied and yeah it was it was i never got into that shit yeah i know it's just so weird it's it's something i've thought about recently it's it's so weird um how i that that it's just so bizarre that that even happened in my life you know it's all part of growing then i missed out because i I yeah no no but but all boys school did you go to a co-ed school i went to a code i went to to musenberg high school musenberg massive it's it's different when when it's all boys and it's all growing boys puberty yeah okay ego so you're in a boy school yeah yeah okay that was was definitely alpha male shit happening yeah lots of lots of barneys and this and that and then rugby and then everybody thinks they're harder than each other and you know Mm. it was you know well, I guess it was different for me as well because I was all sporty when I was in school and then all of a sudden my vibe changed when I started playing music. Mm. And then I just ended up chilling the fuck out. Mm. And I needed it. I mean, mm. you I mean, didn't you didn't you you you've had an aggressive streak, haven't you? In your life? Not in school. Uh Jeez, now come and think of it. Did I ever have an have an overly or even just a moderately aggressive streak? No, not really. I just come across as as uh, hard or aggressive, but mm. it's just my natural face. <laughs> You've got a resting bitch face. Yeah, I've got a resting yeah. don't talk to me face. No, it was it school rivalries were like crazy back in the day. Like in school or between schools? In and between schools. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was always conflict it was always oh we better than you you this and you suck and 
Yeah, was, the only the only rivalry it? I had in school was when I had to direct a, a one act play because it was three houses in the school, and um, the people judging it already had an issue with my parents because they owned a pharmacy, and they were saying my parents owed a bill which they did which they paid, awesome. and there was a politics. To, yeah, it was, it was political, and then they said my play was terrible and all this stuff, and I went like. I followed the director's notes in the script. I followed that. How could it be terrible? And everyone was laughing. So they gave the award to the house that the person who directed it was going out with her son. So, and everyone was there. It's like, that was fucking bullshit. That's the only time that I actually had any issue, but it was like politics with parents. <laughs> yeah. There was a lot of it uh, when, when I was in school as well. Just thinking of one where my parents, you know, my whole family is all over the place. So, I mean, I was born in Durban. I grew up for the most part in Durban. Yeah. Moved to Cape Town. My mom's family's in Durban. My dad's family's in Durban. Some of my dad's family moved to Cape Town and stuff. So, one year they all decided, cool, let's all meet in one place and they're all going to go on holiday. Uh, they booked this house. All the family were going to stay together. And it was unfortunately in the beginning of the school term. And then they alerted my um, school to say, you know, he's out for this week because he's going to a family reunion. And that was my standard seven year or grade nine, mm. grade nine year. And um, they dropped me from the first team, from the A team. And I never made it back just on principle that the coach was like, well, he's a part of the A team. He needs to be. And this is a part of the sport. We're competitive. We need our best players, blah, blah, blah. But then totally went back on his word to say we need the best players and then kept me out of the A team for the rest of the season. And that actually caused me to quit the sport. Oh, and man. I never played the sport again after that. Crazy, eh? That's fucking bullshit. But I mean, it was a summer sport. Like I didn't want to play cricket. I didn't want to play anything. I wanted to play water polo. Yeah. And then when I was dropped from the water polo A team, I was like, and on political basis, I was like, fuck this. We didn't have any water sports because we didn't have a sw we don't have a swimming pool at uh, Musenberg. We just no, went just to the got beach. The sea. Yeah, we have the beach, and that's why we did surfing. Mm -hmm. There was a swim team, but of obviously reasons they sucked. But uh, we had a rugby team, and we had a massive rivalry between Weinberg and Bergfleet. And after the after the first team rugby team would come back to say like yeah we won the game like we won they go what was the score it's like oh no they they scored thirty two to twelve but we won the game yeah, yeah. talking about the fights oh uh, wow okay yeah <laughs> we had a game versus Weinberg called off in grade nine was a really really big year for me and there was so much happening the water polo story then the rugby we got there was a massive brawl on the field called the game off wow. Yeah, it was weird, eh? It was it was crazy year that year, hey. My my folks were like, "Are we gonna get to standard eight? Are we gonna get there?" Um, yeah, it was a rough year. I was it it was crazy. Were you ever a prefect? No, I no. was. I got colours for rugby, and that was it. No, I was a prefect. No, at school. I was a little bit lower down. Okay, past middle. Okay, with when when it came to disciplined uh, people, <laughs> like I was. Close to the bottom in terms of ADHD causing trouble. Like I was, just, I just had a comment for everything when I was when I was younger. Oh, you smart Alec! I was a smart Alec. Smart Alec. Yeah, no, it was t 
terrible. I was terrible. Jeez, <laughs> um, why are we going through memory lane making myself feel bad here? <laughs> uh, nah, shit, man. It's high school. Yeah. It was a fuck. Yeah. It was interesting times, but uh, yeah, it all, it all changed in matric and I had the best year in matric, so it was cool. Yeah, there was a few guys in my school that had, like I said in a previous episode, like uh, uh, national colors for surfing, uh, provincial colors for rugby and cricket, and there was a lot of sports guys that came out of Musenberg, but uh, not many of the academics. <laughs> I would imagine a lot of surfers came I, out I of. knew two guys in my class. Actually, it was two guys in my class. They both got straight A's in matric, and the one guy didn't study. He was a certified genius. What? He didn't study and he got straight A's and he did higher grade maths and higher grade physics, all that shit. Higher grade, he got A's for everything. He didn't study. I knew a dude like that. Thomas Slingsby. Thomas Slingsby sounds like a smart fucking dude. He, he, <laughs> is, he, is such, he was such a rad dude. I dug, I dug hanging out with him. He was such a cool guy, but he was so fucking clever. Just, yeah, I know. I knew a couple of dudes like that that just would coast through school. Just like... Did you do homework? Nah, not really. Yeah. And and you like, but I also felt like a lot of those people were liars, where they they would like work hard and be like, eh, I didn't work. Ah, uh, no, hard. he clearly didn't work hard. He went surfing and he went skating and he got straight A's. The other guy got straight A's. He studied hard, but he, now he's a he's a microbio scientist, and he he's he, I'm pretty sure he is part of like the vaccine development. What? But Seriously? Yeah, but he's he's living in Norway. Yeah. So he speaks now uh, four different languages. He speaks English, Norwegian, Afrikaans, five actually. English, Norwegian, Afrikaans, Scottish, and Australian. <laughs> he Australian? Up, yeah, because he, he went to Australia. So when he was chatting, when he was hanging out with his mates in Australia, Australian he, speak he picked English. up the Australian oh, accent. The accent, yeah. And then whenever his parents would talk to him, <laughs> he speaks Australian. His parents were like, Thick Scottish, like yeah. you like that, yeah. you know. Where you'd speak to us, you'd be like, this, like yeah, knowledge. <laughs> you'd be speaking to us like this, but when he speaks to his parents, it's like our mom and dad are you going to get It's like it's like it's a totally different language. Oh, so word. he speaks five languages. Wow. Okay, including Australian, including Australian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it that time? Is that that time? I th I think it's beer o'clock. I think it's time for a little segment we like to call beer of the week time for a little bit of a change of pace after all those reminiscing about our high school stories holy shit yeah um like i was saying to you it made me feel a little bit weird talking about all that stuff <laughs> back in the day yeah but well, it's school. time hey yeah yeah it's school it's school it's school. school it's time for beer of the week this week and it was your turn what do you got I saw a uh, thing from Jack Black called Super Crush, and apparently it's grapefruit. Grape? Let's have a look. Premium citrus-infused beer, Jack Black, Super Crush, Grapefruit Rattler. Yeah. Um, it has 3% alcohol, which is interesting. Um, seasoning low, savoring. Only 3%? What yeah. Chip. Um 11.5 uh, fluid ounces, 340 mils. Just joking. Um, <laughs> as refreshing as the days are long, a fruit-forward grapefruit-infused beer that'll make your daytime all-time enjoy out of the bottle or over ice. They've got a scale here from sessioning to savoring, and it's more on sessioning. 
Oh, sorry. I meant... <laughs> Did you hear what I said? There? No. no. I, I called it seasoning. Ah, no, it's sessioning. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Let's open this up. Oh, they're nice and frosty. There you go. Mercy buckets. The mercy. Oh, it's frozen. Bullshit. It's frozen. That was quick. Yeah. Oh, shit. They are frozen. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Okay. This might be an issue. No, it won't. Uh, there we go. Okay. Let's see. We've never had like a... <laughs> Nothing's coming out. Nothing is coming. Yo. Yo. Well, it tastes like grapefruit. Oof, it smells like grapefruit. Just trying to give it a bit of a... But it wasn't even in the freezer for that long. <laughs> I've got a cold-ass freezer, dude, but clearly... Clearly. Okay, there we go. There's some... So. Okay. Yeah. No, man. Mine's mm. not even... There we go. Mine's broken free now. Jeez. Okay. I like this. Is it? Yeah. Uh, but I like grapefruit. Oh, oh. Uh. oh, hello. A little bit of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a mm, mm, mm. hey I only got a bit of a head there <laughs> ooh ooh I like this <laughs> yeah I like this it's got like I, I like but I like grapefruit I can I can sit I can sit on my couch and cut up a grapefruit and chow that any day of the week do you put sugar on your grapefruit like everybody else does? Nope. Nope. No, I don't. People used to do that, right? No, I think people still do that. Um, but I just, I, I just like the taste. Of, I mean, like with grapefruit, like you take the first bite, you go like, wow. And then like after then, you just taste grapefruit. It's right. Ho, ho, ho. Look at your mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, ah. too long. Damn it. Anyway, let's have... It's got this it, beer of the week is going pear shaped. Yeah, this is a yeah. It's, oh, and it's all pear of the week. Oh, that is nice, hey. I like it. It's definitely got this. It's got that that sourness of um of a grapefruit, mm, but, but it's, it's it's like it's the same sourness of a grapefruit. But it also gives you that aftertaste of beer. Yeah, I like it. I really I really like this. Oh, but actually, cold is. Mm. Cold, cold is like wow. That's that is nice, dude. I reckon sessioning. sessioning. I will buy twelve of these and go session with. Well, the it's boys. only three percent, but bro. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. that's why they're saying you can session it exactly because there's only three percent alcohol. I would have a couple of these. This would definitely be this like a nice little party beer for off afternoons in the sun. You know, dude. you don't want to be drinking a heavy beer in the sun. This would be perfect. Absolutely. Wow, what a what a find. If you like grapefruit, that is. Because I know some people don't schmock the, the fruit of the grape. <laughs> they don't schmock it, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Mine uh, is already... Uh, mine's yeah, already... I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Just, I'm, I'm all wet. <laughs> I don't know what's happening, bro, but I'm all wet. It's the most professional beer of the Be week yeah, I ever. Mean, come on. It took us eight... How many? How long have we been doing beer of the week for? I don't know. 
And uh, this episode. is the longest it's taken for me to get a full sip of beer <laughs> <laughs> in, the whole, in the whole session. I'm sure the viewers are enjoying yeah, this. Man. Well, look, listen, this is a bonus episode regardless, right? Mm. We said we're going to, you know, what? it's the end of the year. We didn't even, we said happy holidays in the last episode. And we we're like, fuck, let's just do another one. We've va- we're free and available. Let's put an episode out. Yeah. While we're at it, click a subscribe, hit a um that bell, the notification bell. Yes, it is, it is all getting pear-shaped. Um, yeah. And then I'll follow our <laughs> socials and they'll come up on screen. Arthur Diego Pera the third. Um, and no, Arthur Carlos Diego Pera the third and Gareth Howard. No one can ever say that we don't, that we don't rehearse and be serious about it. We definitely don't rehearse. No. Yeah. But rehearsing is counterproductive. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Why would you rehearse a podcast? Why would you even do a podcast? <laughs> exactly. But also, that's another thing. I don't know if you guys have noticed, we've put up a clip of the previous beer of the week. We're going to be doing playlists and stuff. If you guys don't want to watch the full episodes, well, sorry for you. We're putting up clips now of some of the segments we enjoy the most. So yeah. look forward to that. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, a whole playlist of Outrageous. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. Um, cheers. And you've cheers. already gone like halfway through your beer. Mine was clearly more frozen than yours. It just means I'm hotter than you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. All right. Yeah. So. Just count the fact that it's frozen to shit. But, oh, it's but a, I kind of like it. Yeah, I know. Also, you know what it does? It makes you drink it slower. The thing I was going to say is that um, I think the reason why it tastes so good is because it's so cold. So cold. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, if this was warm, can you imagine what it tastes like? Yes. Yes. It has to be bitterly cold. This has to that's be cold. A, that's Shit. another thing that you need to consider in terms of rating it. It has to be cold. If this was warm, it wouldn't about be it. as good. Yeah. Nah. This, but, this is absolutely awesome i love this but we're speaking to people who keep their beers cold yeah keep your beers cold people yeah one beer is not good um all right my cubic scale out of five sir i mean for the listeners as you guys know we've got the beer scale called the my cubic scale we scored out of a um a score out of 10 the reason why we score out of five is we add the two scores together we add it to a list mm-hmm. and maybe what we should do um Art's been kind enough to create a, a graphic of all the current beers that we've tried. Maybe for the end of the year, give them, give them a little graphic of what our scores are and stuff like that. And then take a new graphic into the new year or something mm-hmm. to, to that effect. Mm-hmm. So, you first, sir. The Jack Black Super Crush Grapefruit Rattler. Out of five. I have to take a few things into account. Okay, let's go. Um the fact that it has to be freezing cold is um, a bit of like a, a maintenance thing. But have you had it warm? I uh, know exactly. Yeah, but if it's this good, it can't yes. be. It can't be this good. Anyways, um, this you can crush this stuff. It might. I mean, like grapefruits, not to everyone's taste. I like grapefruit. I like how there's. There's nothing in here. It's a three percenter, so this means it's you know it's light. Yeah. Um, I'm giving this a four out of five, bro. I really, I really like this, and I love the size. I love the also, size. I agree. 
um, all of the above. It's a natural 340 mil, which mm-hmm. is always comfortable in the hand. I like the fact that it's a brown bottle. Yes. For some reason. Because it's a light beer that's only 3% alcohol, but it looks like you're drinking a proper man's beer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I don't mean to sound misogynist or anything like that, but you know what I'm saying? I do. You know, the brown beer, you know, everybody drinks the Carlson Light and Amstel. Uh, Vintook from yeah. time to time, but this is a brown bottled beer. It's usually for the harsher kind of, you know. I don't know what it is. There any reasoning to what I'm saying? Uh, I don't actually know. I, I I mean, I'm thinking about whether Pilsners are solely green, but Heineken is also in green. Yeah, that's branding, really. Exactly. Um, Castle Light is a green, green. bottle. But Castle Normal Lager is a brown one. Black Label's brown. Uh, Vintook is green. So I think it's, I think it's purely just by style choice, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, I always feel like the brown bottle beers are like the harder ones. Well, it kind of looks nice with the color scheme as well. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. I get you. I get you. Anyway, I'm gonna give it a solid four as well. Mm. I think it's excellent. I think they've done a great job. I think the the inf- the infused factor is perfectly mixed in yeah. terms of beer aftertaste and grapefruit flavor. Yeah, this is this is um, definitely like you said, like a sunset kind of vibe. Or if you're at the beach or even outside in the summer, this is such a. Ref- this is nice. It's so more nice. of a of a fruit. Yeah, this is a fruity beer. It's more fruit than the beer, but yeah, I like this. Yeah, because if you drink one of the other Jack Black beers, you can you can. What does it say? savoring so you can savor one of their craft beers this you can session one after the other yeah you can crush it yeah exactly oh, super crush so a solid oh. eight out of ten on the my cubic scale that was beer of the week i like excellent. it excellent i like it cheers cheers mate last beer of the week of the year last of the year boom <laughs> um i must get more of this shit this is amazing all right that was a nice beer of the week Jeez, a very nice beer of the week. Wow. It, it started with a bit of a shambles with us uh, dealing with the frozenness of the beer. Jeez, but man. That was cold. <laughs> it was cold. But cold but good, and it's mm. still good, dude. Um, so this is a little segment we like to call Whatcha Got. This is how we do things around here. Oh, shit. So I'll start. Yeah. Um, so what I've got for this week is something that has... One thing that that I do is something comes out, I'm always months behind or weeks behind or I don't know. I get very stuck into something and I listen to it to death and then eventually something else will come and replace that, right? Mm-hmm. So I've discovered the project Scion. I think that's the right. Oh, yeah, with uh, Jared Dines and, and Howard dude, Jones. Yeah, Dude, have you heard any of it? Mm-hmm. It's Okay, so, so give me your feelings of it give me your um rundown mm, well i just couldn't let that sit Mm-mm. there um i thought um i mean it do you like the additions of the yeah of the coasters bro i like it i like it i like it yeah no it, it was it was cool i mean like i heard like i listened to two tracks of the videos that they posted mm-hmm. up the blade and and another one yeah <laughs> um yeah i was cool i mean howard jones i mean he, he always sings really well i was never really a kill switch fan but uh i did like his vocals yeah i did like and the riffage 
the riffs were cool. I mean, it was like mixed. It was like a mixed bag, you know. Like yeah. there was that metalcore stuff in there, yeah. but then there lots was also lots of samples as well. Yeah, lots of that stuff. I mean, like they really, they really tried to. Well, not try to. They did. They really experimented with it, but by not straying too far away. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, it was it was cool. I mean, it's not it's not really my you know by path of metal. Yeah. Um, I like just the straighter and more aggressive kind of shit, the melodic stuff. I don't really, whatever, but um, yeah, <laughs> I, I was good. I mean, I, I thought I thought they did really well, and I think uh, Howard Jones sang his, his voice sounds amazing. Yeah, I agree. So what I think what they did is well, uh, at least what they did for me, yeah, is they took previous and well nostalgic. Yeah. Previous old 2008, 2009 metalcore. Mm. And they introduced an element of today's world. Yeah. And they yeah, exactly. did a really good of job of mixing the two together. Because obviously Jared Dines has been around as a YouTuber for a very, very long time. So he knows his old stuff. And he, I think what he did, he, or his idea, was to take the old school and mix the new school in with it and have a happy balance between the two yeah and i really think that they did that um especially i mean it's very hard to listen to howard jones sing without thinking kill switch yeah so it takes you back to that time where you know alive and uh not alive and just breathing the end of heartache with, yeah. had just been released it really took me back to that album and to the nostalgia and how I felt when I first listened to that music. And I think they did an amazing job. Look, everything seems so refined nowadays. Yeah. The 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 production was next level, but it did seem like it was new age production. Yeah. Um, but without detracting from the fact that I still really enjoyed the music. It was I, I think it's great. And it's been I've been spinning it for for quite some time now. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, dude. I mean, all all kudos to Jared Dines. I mean, he's also the first YouTuber to be on the cover of Guitar Player magazine. You know, he's got his own signature guitar. I mean, he's doing well for himself. Yeah. <clears throat> and to pull out a project like this with uh, with Howard Jones from Killswitch and and it being at that level, I mean, it's really it's really good on his part. It's not really my style of metal that I really, you know, partake in. It is it, more so mine. It's more so yours, yeah. Yeah. But it was nowhere near the um, metalcore that I absolutely hate, which is Avenged Sevenfold. It was nothing close to that absolute City trash. City of Evil. And all of it. It's like, you didn't like Avenged Sevenfold? I fucking hate that band. Wow. Okay, this is um, something new that I didn't know. Uh, they... No, Event Sevenfold is shit. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I'll accept it, you. I'll accept that. I'm not going to go into the counter argument. There's no, there's no counter <laughs> argument. <laughs> I enjoy it, uh, Event. Event Sevenfold might have might have had a really great drummer and great musicians, but they just sound like they are just copying and chucking in elements. And getting besides the point. Anyways, Event Sevenfold <laughs> sucks. I fucking hate them. Um, we haven't got to odd ranges yet. This would this 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 would be something in the in the realm of metalcore, and it's quite far spread from it, but yeah. it's still within it a bit. I would it's very listen much to in that. it. Yeah, but it's not like down the middle fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. metalcore is what I'm trying to say. 
Um, it was, I, I mean, I, I liked what I heard. I, I didn't, you know, stop the video halfway through, let the videos play yeah. throughout. And I was like listening and I was like, yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, not too bad at all. I For mean, me. I, re- I really enjoyed it. Um, and, and it really brought some nostalgia and I, and I have listened to it yeah more than once which is dude they've got they they released it i don't know how when when they released it but they've got two hundred and four thousand monthly listeners on spotify yeah that's that's and a, and that's they they for, also for sold they also sold quite a lot of album downloads uh in the first couple of weeks through itunes like people actually purchasing which is what i do is itunes still a thing fuck yeah okay really yeah, yeah. I I mean I everyone says like iTunes the application mm. is what they hate, but iTunes the music store is still thriving. Oh shit! I thought it, they had done away with it. No 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 no. Uh, iTunes okay. music store you can that's where I go to buy my stuff. Okay so oh. oh so you don't do the Spotify vibe. You just download your the your only the only it. streaming service that I use is YouTube Music, but that's because I've got YouTube Premium. premium. Yeah. So I use YouTube music when i want to stream some stuff but if there's an album that i really like i'll buy it and i would want to get it on cd but it's harder to get a cd copy yeah. without importing so i go to itunes yeah we've had that conversation about the whole cds you would like prefer to have that yeah still i mean that's old school bro it is old school but you know it it's something i have to just deal with now because there's no ways i can complete my deftones CD collection yes, because you I said can't the one find CD the new one. Was bigger than the other or something? Yeah, something, it's just yeah. throws everything. Out. Yeah, that's so weird. Like, why change it if it's been the same size? Yeah, and uh, even with Taxi Violence, they their last album that they released, they only did digital and vinyl. So I've got the vinyl and I've got the CDs, but <laughs> I can't put them together because it's just it's fucks me off. Yeah, yeah. no, that's crazy. But, but the CDs and vinyls and stuff like that, they're like novelties. You know, yeah. if you're a collector, I I, I'm, I'm a bit of a collector, but I'm kind, I'm trying to like break that collector kind of mindset. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to force myself to think that it's hoarding, and oh. I don't need to you know collect. Stuff. I mean, I've seen your toy stash, dude, and there's more. Wow, <laughs> I've got. Boxes. I want to still put some more stuff up here, man, just yeah. to like get some get some f- funkish functionality <laughs> functionality but that 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 scion thing is that the only real big new thing that's come out whoa if you, i mean you're asking me i don't know i mean i don't I, I i struggle to keep up because there there is so much happening but uh that's the one that's really caught my eye recently yeah. is the the sign i like i said i i get stuck on stuff and i play it to death and then when it's you know played to death and i'll try and find something new um i'm stick i'm a stick like like that and i also go back to old music i mean to recently been listening to a shitload of sublime again sublime yeah i go through stages why sublime i enjoy sublime really yeah i, 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 I like sublime trip to garden grove <clears throat> i like i like sublime in the first days of being in punk rock bands and stuff like that but uh yeah <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like nostalgic like that. And, and you know, another album I just recently went back to was Deep Blue by Parkway Drive. Another one. Um, the one that got me into even playing bands in Atlantic South. Was that the one? That was the one. It was wow. actually Karma by 
Parkway Drive, which was on the album, where they're all like surfing and shit. Let's let's actually check. I mean, we can uh, take the the audio out. This is the song that that took me to. I'm gonna start a band. Parkway Drive, straight out of Bar and Bay, Bar and Bay, Australia. It sounds terrible. There we go. Karma. Boom. There we go. <laughs> Man, this this is the one that started it all for me. Eh? And w- when was it released? Well, judging by the music video, I think it was probably released in like 2000. And no, it was earlier. Mid? I mean, no, no, it was after 2000. Yeah, like 2004 or 5? No, like 2006, 2008. Close enough. Dude, this band did it all for me. Eh? I mean, look at them. Vests, hoodies. I mean, vests, bodies. On the beach. On the beach. I, can, I just, every time I see bands doing videos on the beach, Dude, it's I so picture good. like the people that were on the beach yeah. behind the cameras waiting for them to finish so they can go back to swim. <laughs> and then uh, and then how they're just like, going like, this is so embarrassing. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Yeah, wearing Ruka apparel of, you know, of all apparels. Yeah, let me bounce up and down. The See, plaid. that bass player looks awkward, dude. Yeah, but there's a, there's a story behind it. Shipwreck boat. <laughs> so this was your, yeah, this this was was, your gateway. I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, these are the dudes that I... That, I mean, that's me. Well, when... when back in the day yeah you know when i when i used to frequent the beach but um i just think it's awesome their whole image and everything about them was so sick um yeah i mean and then they end up all surfing and doing their thing and it just it's dudes that have a passion project that took them to a place but they're still their passion was surfing and i was like this is awesome check all get into their wetsuits are these guys from California? No, Australia. Oh, there's a Byron oh, Bay. Of course, Australian. Sorry. Byron Bay. Yeah, Forza Byron Horizon Bay. 3 represent. Woohoo. There we go. I mean, and they're all epic surfers. And um, I was just like, oh my word, what, what is this? Can you imagine as a, like a young guy going, your favorite music is heavy and you still dig like surfing, extreme sports, and all that kind of stuff. And then you get these guys. Yeah. Yeah, but you know. Doing aerial 360s with a guitar on their surfboard. Yeah, but let's use a cheap guitar that we get from like cash. Yeah, it doesn't even have strings on it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this part was like a, a cheap snare drum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah, guy's using his own bass. Sure. Anyway, that's good for the music video. Yeah. Um, but that this was it, you know. I was like, oh my god, I'm sold immediately. You know what that made me think of? It's just, it's totally different, like you know, because they play on the beach and they yeah. try to be all hardcore, and then they go surfing. You ever see the video "Peaches" by the President of the United States yes. of America? Yes. Where they of get course. attacked by those ninjas and they fight the yeah, ninjas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen. I that. love it. <laughs> That's, that video is the Millions shit. Millions of peaches, peaches for me. I love that video. That video is great. Also, another one was "Blind Melon." Do you, do you yeah, the one with the beagle. No rain. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. I used to be able to play that a little bit. Yeah, dude. I mean, shit. Like, uh, I've got. 
So I've got VHS tapes at home. I still got them from uh, all the music videos I recorded off TV. It was either on Mnet or on SABC3 or ETV or something. I just got a whole bunch of music videos. And this was from like when I was just finishing high school and shit. So this video is from like 19, like actually during high school, from like 1991 onwards, I got VHS tapes with music videos that we just taped off TV. Probably even from earlier. Wow. And like, and I had Blind Melon on there. I, I had this band called, uh, um, oh man, what is the name of their fucking, Wax. There's a band called Wax that uh, they had two videos that were directed by, by Spike Lee. And uh, I think it was Spike Lee. And the one video was just a slow-mo video of this guy that's on fire running to catch a bus. And the whole video is just like a side, side shot. I'll see if I can find it. The side shot of this guy that's running... He's just running down the street, but he's like on fire. But he's just running to catch a bus. Such a wacky mm, concept. Mm. And the other video, which is my favorite, is that they're in a VW bus, the whole band, with the PA system on top, and the singer is driving. He's got a microphone and a drum <laughs> and a guitar, and they're just driving around like San Dimas or whatever, just playing the song in the back of the bus. And there's kids like on the bicycles next to them and stuff. <laughs> That's it's, amazing. It's, I got that shit. I got thunderstruck for twenty minutes, recorded. I don't know how many times because every time we recorded it, they cut the song earlier. So it was like, oh, we have to record it again. And then it was a little bit longer. And then it was a little bit longer. Then the intro was missing. And then eventually we got the whole video. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I got tapes full of that shit. Do you still have any VHS tapes? Yeah, I've got tons. Really? Yeah, I've got Do a working a... VHS machine. Really? Yes. Because one thing I wanted to know is, can you go VHS to, to I've digital? Got a, I've got a... Uh, um, VHS to digital converter. Do you? Yeah, but it's it's not the best. Um, I have to give it another go because the software that comes with the thing just doesn't work. So I had to find some other software online for it to work with. Because I've got a ton that I want to convert to digital yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure there are much better uh, devices than the one that I got. But yes, there is there's definitely there's, so you uh, can do it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I suppose definitely. You can. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's a Listen, you can do anything these days. Robots yeah. are like humans. <laughs> it's it's this, it's the same as as this microphone going to a digital signal. It's oh, the wow. same thing. Okay. So you need like it's it's basically like a, a USB video card okay. really. So, um, but you need the the software that comes as proprietary didn't really work. So I had to find something else that works. So then the so what it downloaded the quality is not that great. But also you got like VHS, but it's not that bad on VHS. Yeah. Remember those DV cameras or like the VHS cameras that you got and you put the small tape and the big tape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my 30th birthday gig, I had the whole gig filmed on those things. Wow. I've got those DV tapes somewhere. Yeah, my, my 20... I've still got DV tapes full of... Sh like, when I was in the States, my 21st birthday. Oh, wow. That's why I want to like try and find a way. I've even got the Sony camera. Bullshit. I just... I swear. I don't even... I, I just don't have the charger for it. You need to get the charger for that, and you need to get the cables because then you just run. I've that got the cables. Well, then you should be able to run it to the computer and do it straight from there. Wow, cool. you should be able to go Sony. Anyways, anyways, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's cool though. At the same time, yeah. But you, but the thing is, you can do it for sure. So there's solutions out there. We have we 19 minutes in. We haven't even got to what you got for you. Ah, I've got nothing. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> so good thing I brought everything. But um, another thing I saw was Glenn Fricker. I don't know if you know yes. these guys. 
um, he just released a video one day ago and he's like, why are your bands not making or why are you you're not getting anywhere? Everybody needs to watch that. He's done a he's, few of those. He's so, no, but like the latest one was yeah, so, no, was so done, cool. I, must, I saw that. I didn't watch it. Dude, watch it. And then we can review it on, on the first episode of the year. Dude, cool. it was actually so mine. But, but at the same time, why he's telling you your band sucks, he's giving you motivation at the same it's time. truth bombs, bro. But truth bombs in delivered in such a way where you actually are quite motivated from the message. Oh, okay. You know, it's, it doesn't give you like a, oh, feeling, you know? Yeah, but I don't think, yeah. I'm pretty sure some of his videos got that response, but he's never been like that. He's like trying to tell you, he's like, this is what you yes. mustn't do. Yeah, and this is what you must do. This is well. what you must do. And yeah. then people take it like, that's why he has like the butthurt of the week is often people that take those messages wrong. He's just trying to help everybody. For sure. So yeah, it's a great series. He's done a lot of them, but I haven't seen this but one But watch the one that he released uh, yesterday. It's, oh, well. it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to, I think it's, I just want to hear your feedback. Ah, cool. Basically, I that's will. all. Should we get on to the sports? Yay, sports. All right, it's been a crazy year of sport. Oh, my word. First of all, happy to have the sports back um, after so long. Lots of sports coming back from hiatus after the whole lockdown and all that kind of jazz. Then going to the dramatic and polit political finish of the British and Irish Lions Tour, the political and dramatic finish of the Formula One World Championship, um, all the drama and suspense and everything that's happened within the UFC, it's such a great way to bring sport back into our world. I couldn't be happier that, that sports is where it, at at the moment mm -hmm. and i just want to ask you what are your top moments from this year uh well my top moments are sports um uh, it was the one that pops into mind was was beating the lions uh, but that was because i was and all the Kevin. rusty erasmus shit that came with it yeah because i was at it was with uh, Kevin for his birthday. We were watching those games, and it just—it was just rad. It's insane, yeah. Um, the whole of Formula One for me was a highlight. The whole year. The whole year. The yo-yoing of the championship lead. It was. It was Silverstone. It was a great season. It the most memorable season. of the year. I mean, of 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 all time. Yeah, of the year, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of all time. I don't know for all time. Uh, of recent I'd, times. Of recent times, I think. Uh, I mean. Still seeing, still as a young kid watching Senna winning his first uh, championship for me is the most memorable because that's the one I remember the the most because I was sitting with my dad every for sure. race and it's like oh shit he's gonna do it he's gonna do it um, seeing that but yeah this was um, this was a fucking yo this was this was like movie shit yeah and. Um, like I said, that I, I I gained respect for how Lewis Hamilton handled it post race, but I'm losing it because of how he's handling it now. It's like, come on, man. There's 
talks that he's going to retire. It's such absolute it's nonsense dog shit i think it's all media to hide. Are, that's that's all media he doesn't want to speak to anyone and then the team is like saying yeah he doesn't he, he's still feeling hard done by he doesn't want to speak to anybody and it's like dude this just i feel sorry for you but it, this shit happens yeah. it's happened to a lot of people it happened to senna he lost the championship to prost because uh, Prost went straight to the stewards to complain that he got back on the road through, like, uh, th- to the like the uh, safety. He's also won path. a championship by one point. Yeah, he's it, it's like there's so many drivers that have had hard done by and worse and with way worse politics when. It, I mean, if you could look at it as uh, um, officials made a stuff up, but again, it's like if they let the the lap cars go earlier, the result would have been the same. It was a matter of 40 seconds. It was a matter, yeah, exactly. So it's like, um, I don't think people were out against Hamilton. They were just wanting to have a race. The way they did it is possibly questionable. Uh, I, I watched Juan Pablo Montoya talking about it and he said that it is unfair on, on Mercedes just because like they changed their approach twice through the thing and it's unfair. But then... Um, fucking red bull took the chance to like to pit immediately for that glimmer of hope that something would happen and mercedes didn't Mm -hmm. if and it's it's like it was a clusterfuck of decisions that they were also part of and it's nothing they it's not like a conspiracy is the only thing you could look at is like they handled it incorrectly by allowing the lap cars to go later, which turned it to be an unfair thing for Mercedes. But it still stands. Yep. He's, uh, he still lost it. And um, it's been a hard fight. And I think they both clearly both deserved it. Max, Max has got it now. Well, I mean, he you also, know? in all fairness, if you look at straight stats, he won most of the stats he did i mean max uh, he was first in most of max performed really well you have to look at hamilton being on the up on the up streak towards the end there you know so it obviously he's feeling done hard done by hamilton is not the best of losers no he's definitely not the best of losers well nobody wants to lose no one wants to lose but there are people that will either be super aggressive and be angry but like not like how they're painting him like he's sulking yeah but i mean you can also put yourself in that position you know you're equal in the championship this happens i can understand i do how understand, he's feeling yeah. Yeah. because it's the last race of the season he managed to work his himself all the way back and yeah. redeem himself for the shaky start of the season but that's not how it works at the end of the day eat you go race by race and, yeah, yeah. and unfortunately some races end in controversy and just because it was the last race of the year the fact that it ended like that you can't hold it against the drivers the only people that you can hold it against is the the stewards and the fia but at the end of the day he was also bonner was extremely conservative stay out track position blah yeah. blah blah if he used that free pit stop and was on um soft tires he had the stronger car he could have he could. kept his position exactly so, like i said yeah yeah so exactly at the end of the day it's a worthy championship win by max verstappen what do you expect 
for 2022. It's going to be an extremely interesting year. It seems like in terms of aerodynamics, everybody's going to be on equal footing, um, depending on what teams do what. Um, how's Haas going to do? <laughs> um, well, and, and more. Funny, funny saying that with Haas. Well, I'm, I'm interested. The, the, um, they're not going to be a front runner. But, but could they make their way? Could they make their way up? No, I'm recording a podcast. <laughs> well, um, where were we going? What were we talking about? Well, Haas? Dude, the thing is like with Haas, um, they didn't do any development on their car this year. They're concentrating on next year. Yeah. Um, they are clearly hoping to move to be a midfield team. I definitely think that they could do that. I don't know if they'll be challenging, but then again, even the drivers are going like, uh, yeah, who knows what'll happen next year? And then like, they even say like, maybe Haas is going to start winning races. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? I mean, I don't know what the regulations are going to do to everyone, but uh, I still think Mercedes is going to be strong. They've got a huge team and they've obviously have enough money to be able to split, uh, have a team looking on the next car while developing the current car. Red Bull, they got to be on the back foot because now they're running their own engine. So I don't know if Red Bull's going to be doing anything. Ferrari, I, I reckon Ferrari is going to be pushing hard to get back on top because now they're going like this. Smooth this hybrid era really sucked for us. We got to fucking make, we, we, yeah. can't, we can't keep Raikkonen being the only guy to win the championship from 2007 yeah, on the yeah. roster. We have to fucking do something. For sure. So I reckon... They got good drivers in Ferrari, old yeah. Leclerc and, and Sainz. I reckon Ferrari and McLaren are going to be gunning hard. Uh, I reckon Red Bull is going to be on the back foot because of their whole new engine system uh, or their new plan. I don't know what they've done, but I reckon Haas might, might... Surprise a few people with some decent results on par to what they're currently. Well, that's doing. what I'm saying. Do you think they could make themselves a little bit higher up? And of, and of and course they can compete with the likes of Williams and. Of Offerman course they can. Haas Haas's whole thing when they came in that they were like uh, low budget, and when they came in they were actually quite a good midfield team. They were doing well in their first season. So they've got the know-how. It's just that I don't know what happened in the last couple of seasons. Um, it might have just because of them losing sponsors, not having that money injection. But there's also a budget cap, so it it's going to be playing into everyone's favor. I I reckon Haas could actually step up a few positions. They might end up being like 14th in the championship, as opposed to like well, not 14th. They could be eighth instead of 10th. Yeah, you know. Um, and so you it just see, depends. you see, uh, Mick Schumacher is now going to be a Ferrari reserve driver. I saw that, but he's still going to be racing for Haas, though. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, but, but it's, that's it's like Russell was with Williams and Mercedes. Yeah, but so, uh, Mick Schumacher has been a, a Ferrari driver uh, for the last six years. He's been with Ferrari. That's why he's with Haas, because they've got Ferrari engines. Quick fire round. How does, how does George, Russell, George Russell do next year? George Russell is going to do well. Okay. Uh, Lando Norris. Lando Norris, I think he's probably going to improve. Uh, he finished uh, seventh on the table this year. I reckon he'll probably be like the highest fifth. Um, Max Verstappen. Max Verstappen is going to be like second or third. And Valtteri Bottas. Valtteri Bottas is going to be like eighth or ninth. Wow. Okay. That's my quick fire round for yeah. you. Right. So 
that's Formula One. I'm looking forward to to. 2022 it's going to be amazing yeah it's going to be interesting it's going to open up a lot of eyes and i think it's great because also drive to survive has really brought a lot of new fans um and what why are you laughing drive to survive is going to be fucking like so dr- overly dramatic yeah yeah yeah. it's going to be good be funny. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching <laughs> season four for sure i know overly dramatic i know it's, how it's uh, gonna like, be that's why max verstappen doesn't want anything to do with it yeah. but at the end of the day it's going to be dramatic to watch it's going to be interesting i mean can you imagine how they're gonna play silverstone and uh oh the other race where max landed on top of lewis that is going to be two epic episodes to watch. I can't wait. I just hope that they don't play the bias card by making Max look like the villain in this whole story. You know what? They may just do that. Why? Because he's about it ended. No, because of how he doesn't want to cooperate with Netflix. Uh, probably. So they could create the narrative that yeah. he is the villain because he doesn't want to be involved in the yeah. series. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. Check that out. That's a cool little conspiracy that we've just come up with. Um, and then what I wanted to do, just for a UFC recap, I know you, you're getting into it slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Um, I wanted to do a little rankings challenge. Um, and then we can go into one sec- segment that I want to do and then uh, outrageous. Cool. Um, but the UFC rankings, I want to just go through, and you can tell me who you know and whatnot. Okay. But we're going to play a little game to say who will or will not be champion in 2022. So. Okay, give me names. Women's featherweight, Amanda Nunes. I think she's going to stay there because there's not many fights at, at women's featherweight. Women's bantamweight, Juliana Pena is currently the champion. She beat Amanda Nunes. We spoke about that. Crazy upset. That was an impressive fight. Will she be champion in 2021? No. Reason why? She's going to rematch Amanda Nunes, and Amanda Nunes is going to beat her. And then it's going to be a trilogy. So you reckon Nunes is going to Nunes will be champion, bantamweight champion next year. Valentina Shevchenko, women's flyweight. Yes, she will remain championship uh, champion. She doesn't have any um, current contenders that will be able to take her out. Okay. Women's strawweight, Rose Namajunas. Yes, she remains the champion. She's just beaten the number one twice, who is uh, uh, Zhang Weili. So I don't see... Uh, the only option... I see for her is Carlos Esparza, who Rose has lost to previously, but she was nowhere near as good as she used to be. I mean, she was nowhere near. She's way better than she used to be, mm. basically. So Rose stays as championship, a champion. Heavyweight, Francis Ngannou. No, I think Cyril Ghan is the champion 2022. Um any of these names ringing a bell? Uh, Nunes and uh, um, uh, what's her name? The two chicks that were fought the the last last match. Those those are the only three that I've okay. seen play. Light heavyweight Glover Teixeira. No, he gets beaten by Yuri Prohashka. I think. Um, I think Yuri beats um, Glover. I think Yuri Yuri is the next 
light heavyweight championship. Middleweight, Israel Adesanya. Mm. He's reigned supreme. He failed at light heavyweight. He's fighting Robert Whitaker coming up. Does he remain championship next year? I I kind of hope he does because I liked I th- what I saw when I when I, I liked what I saw from him. I was gonna say no, because Robert Whitaker's fought him already, but I'm gonna say yes because he is that good and he's just shown time and time again. Yeah, his his, his he's uh, got great temperament as yeah. well, which I really he's just liked. Always so calm. Yeah. Uh, welterweight Kamaru Usman. Yes, he remains the champion. There's no contenders, I no. think, that can beat him. Yeah, I would uh, say Besides that as well. the boogeyman, um, who may be in the form of Hamza Chemaev, but we don't know this. Mm-hmm. Lightweight Charles Oliveira. Charles has been on such a tear, and he's fought the best of the best recently. Like Dustin Poirier beat Connor twice, although Connor's not the person he used to be, but it, he, he's been on a championship run. But no, I think he remains the champion. I think it's possible that Islam Makhachev could beat him in 2023, but I don't think he's going to get that shot. Ooh, no, I disagree. <laughs> you disagree, I disagree. With yourself there. I think Islam Makhachev is the champion by the end of 2022. Okay. Featherweight, Alexander Volkanovsky. I think Max Holloway will be the champ because they're going to fight for a third time, even though he's lost twice. I, think I like Max, Max Holloway as well. I saw I saw highlights reel of him, and I also like the way he fought. Yeah. He's, he's, he's quite... Uh, he's He's, he's very direct. He's got and the record solid. of most significant strikes thrown in yeah, a title he's fight. Very, he's very strong with that. Insanely good. Yeah. Insanely good. Uh, bantamweight, Aljamain Sterling, who's currently the champion. He got the champion via the championship via DQ against Pideon. I don't think he's champion. I think Pideon will be champion, undisputed champion yeah. in 2022. Brandon Moreno. I say yes, he remains the champion, but he needs to get through Figueredo for a third time. I don't think I saw anything of this. For a second time, he's lost once, but uh, that was a hard-ass fight. So I hope he stays because he's also the first Mexican-born champion. And that's it. That's my UFC who will be champion. Well, definitely take notes. I'm gonna I'm gonna save these clips. Yes, and we're gonna review them <laughs> when they happen, and we're gonna see if how close we were. Absolutely, yeah, that <laughs> sounds good. So that's the sports. I reckon lots of stuff to look forward to: the rugby, Formula One, <coughs> UFC, all all the good, all that good stuff. It's gonna be a, a basketball. Yeah, the the basketball season's looking a little bit interesting at the moment. My Dallas Mavericks aren't doing too well. The Lakers aren't doing too well. Um, the Warriors are on fire, um, that's good so it's going to be an interest. Uh, the Suns are on fire as well. They just blew out the Lakers, so that's going to be an interesting season. But we'll be back to cover the playoffs and all that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, geez, we'll be back in two weeks. Um, mm. But to cover all of that, and then what I just wanted to say, 2021. What are you thankful for? Um. Well, uh, it's been quite a been quite a big year f- for me in my in my personal life. I mean, indeed, it has. You're a homeowner. Yeah, um, it's been something that I've always wanted to do since I finished school to have my own place, and it's only taken this long. <laughs> hey, better late than never. Yeah, like uh, 26 years after the fact. Um, so 26 years of hard graft and making bad career choices and 
bad decisions and and then slowly trying to work my way back into it um that's been a big thing so i suppose for the thankful bit is that i uh, managed to stick it out and have um a job that's leading me on a career to enable me to do that so yeah Amazing, it's been dude. it's been big for me in that in that sense awesome um, and also starting to play drums a bit more and you oh yeah well lots to be thankful for on my side first of all i'm thankful for my family my health everything yeah uh, through these times it's been it's been touch and go for the last two years you never yes, know what's going to yeah. happen so i'm thankful first of all for my health i'm thankful for uh, my family's health but more so i'm also thankful that i'm getting back into the creative swing of things you mentioned getting back into drums we jamming together mm-hmm. you've joined your system on the drums official announcement <laughs> pending um, it's been a wonderful experience it's been great um i just had my first jam session with uh nathan yeah there's a picture of us as a band seven years ago we have rekindled our relate well we we never we're not friends but we've rekindled we our, sparked it up our yeah. creative relationship we we've written three quarters of a song that's good um i'm seeing him tomorrow to carry on writing that song so atlantic south is making a comeback in 2022 that's good Ill systems coming back with a bang um another thing i've got to be thankful for is you dude oh man oh. you and to be to be honest you've really injected so much energy into this show and to my life personally i just wanted to thank you on air <laughs> for everybody to know that and and you know a lot of people have actually said to me that you have changed the dynamic of this entire show for the better yeah, and it's so. been it's been fucking great we're not stopping here it's dude from episode 74 like from episode one to seventy three, for me that that podcast is done, but it's not done like done, but like yeah. I feel like we started a new show all together. Yeah. Episode seventy four. This is where we are yeah. now. Yeah. Look forward to twenty twenty two where we're just gonna fucking rock it. Yeah. Um, it's, we, it's 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 gonna be rad to find that one thing that just pushes it to the 100%, next percent. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it and it's a no give up fucking attitude and Dude, this is so much fun. We do it every week. We sit down, we and we have we have a we flap our fucking gums, yep. and we have a good time talking about all the shit that we're interested in. Yeah. So no, thank cool, you, no, thanks, and man. and all the other things that I'm thankful for. And um, I think it's time for outrageous. This is outrageous. God damn, I hate it. All right, so now all that soppy shit is out of the way. We've <laughs> it's time for outrageous, ladies and gentlemen. So as we do every single week at the end of every episode. We look to the Eddie Van Halen style cell phone cover to find the list of things that Art really hates or the things that he really rages about. So yeah. I choose a number. This number I'm going to choose today is an odd one. Number three. Oh, shit. What do you got? <laughs> it's a good one when he starts giggling. <laughs> no, you, you're gonna you're gonna laugh. Okay, because <laughs> <laughs> let's go. I'm interested. <laughs> um, it better be good now, bro. Uh, 
four chord structures. Oh, <laughs> shit. But we've already discussed that one already. You need to remove that off the... We've already done the four chord Did structure we? thing. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank we God. Did, we did the four. Okay. Uh, four. Four. Ah, oh, yes. You spoke very roughly about this earlier. Mm. Nostalgia in pop culture. Now, what I mean about that is that, um, I mean, there's good and bad nostalgia, mm-hmm. you know. So, like, for instance, the new Spider-Man movie that's playing, it's, it's moving uh, the story forward, but it's also using part of the story to bring nostalgia back into it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, they did that. They tried to do that with the, the Justice League movie before they they allowed Zack Snyder to make it again where they used the old Superman and the old Batman theme in the thing. So it's like, oh, this nostalgic thing. And it, it for, it's just like cheapening everything about pop culture where pop culture used to be a very current and now thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like the 80s was the fucking 80s. It, everything was like, you know, the synth wave that was happening. But now pop culture is all about stuff that happened in the past. It's all built on nostalgia. Yeah. And the biggest thing for me is it's like, what identity are we actually injecting into our time now? It's all about what happened before. You know? You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because like everything, I mean like... They're trying to pull on your heartstrings. Yeah, but the only, the only thing that I see that isn't really playing on nostalgia to a big extent is actually metal. Because that is like metal is is constantly moving forward. They yeah. might bring in ideas from the past, but they expand upon it mm-hmm. and they turn into something new. Hence, metalcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And metalcore is when when Avenged Sevenfold was big. That was the worst time for metalcore for me. That's why to I, you, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, to in general, yeah. But like, obviously, it's moving forward because then there was Gent, and now Gent is fusing in with that, and it's always moving forward. Metal is always moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop is constantly looking back now. There is like pop music well, and a- indie music and movies is all just driven by nostalgia, and it's like, like, wh- why are you so scared about like doing something different or yeah. moving forward? And it's like that with everything. I mean, like. There's so many stuff that I like that even with fucking cars, they, they bring back stuff from old cars, like old marks. Like they bring back the Supra, like the Toyota Supra. And they like to call it reimagining. Yeah, but it's, it's, all they're doing is they're trying to build the nostalgia or like the, the, I, the iconography of the Supra to sell this car. But meanwhile, it's, it's a BMW with a different body kit. But it's the you same know, thing they did with Volkswagen with the bug. Yeah, that shit. That you know, it's like there was there was a big kind of retro style with cars. Uh, they even did it with surfboards. They brought back the fish, you know. Yeah, but it's like nothing. It, it just for some reason to me it feels like there's nothing new anymore. And it's getting worse because now nostalgia is playing like a massive impact. And when somebody does something new, even with music or with movies, it fails, it tanks. No one goes mm. to see it because they just want to get what you know they want. Well, I've got a, I've got a counter for I would that love in, to one, hear one. in one Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, I see. I don't really listen to Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah, now he brought back the whole pop punk kind of 
Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, but see, now that's Travis bringing Barker. that's but that but he grew up with that stuff, so yes. he's bringing it back. That's still nostalgic. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. he's uber successful in doing it. Well, then that just strengthens the point. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay, I, I was. Yes, I agree with you, you. You know what I mean? I know, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's, it's but, but is it all bad? No, obviously, it's not all bad. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like um, they, they, everything is good in moderation. But when everything is solely dependent on nostalgia, or it has to be like, um, like, uh, like these Marvel movies are all connected. So now all the movies are tied into yeah. each other. So you have to make like this huge big tapestry for it to be mm -hmm. worthwhile. So like you have to go fucking to the ends of the universe and back to make something new big. Yeah. But if you want to make money, if you're like a pop guy, if you want to make money, isn't that just the whole driving copy. force behind it all? Yeah, but you want to make money, right? You do, yeah. obviously. I mean, like, there's no such thing as selling What's out. What's better than making money in a soldier? Yeah. And that's the easiest way to make yeah. it. And that's the thing that's the problem for me. Because, like, if someone, if, if someone was like, I want to write a, write a song and I'm feeling like this is the best stuff I've ever played mm -hmm. and it's original and doesn't make any money. And then the guy goes, shit, now I need to actually make some money now because I've got like a kid to feed and stuff. And then he writes like this piece of shit song that takes him five minutes, but it's, it harks back to the 80s and makes him tons of money. You think he's going to really enjoy that like in his heart? You'll be like, geez, I'm glad I got all this money. I'm going to play the song. But in the back of his mind going like, why the fuck didn't you listen to my other or shit? Or maybe it's just going to his like people and going, Ah, I told you it would work. <laughs> well, if that if it, if he if was that's forced the motivation. to do it. yeah, if that's yeah. the motivation. But I didn't think it's also in terms of music specifically, and in terms of uh, movies, maybe. Yeah, it's not the creatives that are making that decision. It's the studios. It's some the creatives? record labels. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But there are some creators yeah. who, who go like, "Listen, we have to do this because this is not going to work." Because mm. they know how it works. Yeah, they know that nostalgia is a big thing. Young and, Sheldon. Young Sheldon. Young Rock. There you go. It's Everything like they're is, going, oh, The Rock. And then they're doing this and they're doing, yeah. yeah prequels I, Big to Bang movies. Theory. Yeah. Then, oh, shit, Big Bang Theory is gone. So let's make Young Sheldon because yeah. now we create. Because there's no ways to really go forward. So yeah. let's look back yeah. and then it's like do like a prequel. It's like, let's find out how Indiana Jones got his hat. Who gives a fuck how he got his yeah. fucking hat? That kind how of How did story. he get his hat? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, but like that was that was what uh, yeah. that was uh, Last Crusade. That's with uh, uh, Joaquin Fit, not Joaquin. It was uh, River Phoenix. It was yeah. uh, the young Indiana Jones, and it shows how he get his hat. But like that was like the start of all that stuff. Yeah, you know. But nowadays, it's like they did that with the Star Wars movies. Like, uh, how did how did he get the Millennium Falcon, and why is this called that where did he get his jacket for? he gives a fuck yeah yeah. you know yeah. it's like why look back move forward and then even with the star wars movies the last three it was supposed to be new stories but they were just cribbing off the old yeah, ones yeah yeah, yeah. you know because and no, then maybe they bring trying in, to find a connection between the but old then they're also just bringing the old characters in because like hey look so it's nostalgia back. yeah so it's nostalgia oh we got to watch it like yeah. han solo yeah. is back yeah that's the way he's <laughs> the, all that fucking that yeah. that's what drives me nuts because like they, if you're making a story that brings back to nostalgia, but it's actually worth it, then fine. Yeah. But if you're using nostalgia just to make it sell, then yeah. go fuck yeah. yourself. And you'll probably find 
all the nostalgia is strewn all over the trailers and stuff like that. Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Even the first, the first uh, of the last three Star Wars movies, the old trailer where it showed like uh, um, that that uh, Ray or whatever her name is, and then it, like, and then right at the end of the thing, you just hear like, you hear like Han Solo in the back, like Chewie, we home. <laughs> then it's like that was the first time you see it, and then you watch crowd reactions of people watching the trailer and everyone's like oh, oh and then they see at the end and everyone goes nah it's that there's where nostalgia works Yo. and it, it's 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 disheartening because like if you're trying to be a creative or you're trying to come up with something original you know no one's gonna fucking buy but it but you know how you see how everybody watches and they're like oh yeah, yeah. <gasps> there he is look he's uh he there he is you know that that character from yeah. that <gasps> and then they get all excited and dude it's psychology it, it's massive psychology, it's psychology. But, but it's it just shows how easy it is that that can work totally and it, it's really i mean it sucks i mean like it's it's one thing for me having so van halen patterns everywhere yeah. but that's because i've been a fan and yeah. it means something to you me. like the fact that i brought up your phone card? i love the fact that <laughs> but like it it means a lot like van halen means like a shitload to me yeah i, I can't really express to people why no, for sure. it's a whole lot of story but like if people were just having this because Van Halen died. Yeah. Just quickly for everybody to know, he, he is a huge Van Halen fan. Not only did he cover his cell phone with... <laughs> uh, <laughs> he gave his whole car a livery of well, Van Halen. Well, my, my, my well not, the whole, console, not the whole car. The you, you gave certain elements. I'll put up a picture. Yes. Now... There's the livery. Yeah. And I think it's cool. I mean, you, you're into that kind of stuff. And now, remember, you had your... I'm sure it's on the picture. Yes. Okay, great. I mean, you liveried your car, your Volvo, yeah. with Van Halen. Yeah. I think that's like the dopest thing hey, you've I, done this I, year. I love, I love seeing that every time I get in the car, I see that little splash of color yeah, in the yeah, center yeah. console. And it's like, ah. Yeah, yeah. Eddie, and even the car is called Eddie. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, not to be mistaken with um, Eddie. Yeah, from Iron Maiden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but dude, I mean, like nostalgia, it's, it's, it drives me nuts when, when I know like the motives behind why they use it. Like yeah. the whole Stranger Things thing. That, I haven't seen it. That whole show is built completely on nostalgia for the 80s, even though none of it is 80s. But it's like, oh, it's 80s. And it's just selling the whole concept of 80s. Yeah. But you could easily make that movie set in reboots? the twenties or made in the two thousands, and it would still be the same show. What about reboots? No. Why reboot? Why it? reboot? Did you not enjoy the it reboot? No, not really. Not no. Any reboot? Well, it takes. I mean, there, there there was a reason to have it rebooted. Yeah. Because the miniseries wasn't. But that that's good. the same concept nostalgia it's just the same story recast also the thing behind that stuff is that the people that grew up watching that stuff they are now in positions where they can motivate this shit to happen yeah so they go like i remember watching it yes. when i was a kid yes. i want to see that it's like gonna it be a now. never it's gonna be a revolving door for the rest of existence door. yeah even my dad's wow just that is hour. definitely something to fucking rage about well dude you go you go to bars now remember when we were kids you go to bars and then you hear like uh, Summer of 69 and Sultan's a Swing 
But now you're going to bars, yeah, like Nirvana and Paul Jam, because the people our age yeah. are now the yeah. managers and yeah. they're playing the music that they like. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing. But, and also, wow. but that's not, I mean, that's just people like injecting. That's normal. That happens all the time. And it's like, but the, the, the one thing that drives me fucking nuts is that it pushes the prices of comics and toys through the roof because everyone is going for the nostalgia thing because now they got money to get back the stuff that they used to have as a kid. And then they pay all this crazy shit, mm. crazy mm. amount of cash. And when you try and find it and you go like, oh, I, you just stumble upon it. It's like, oh, I used to have this. This is rad. It's like, how much is it? They go, oh, it's like 5,000 rand. It's like, 5,000 rand? Are you fuck? No, sorry, bye. Yeah. As because assholes push the price up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very wide thing to moan about. But the main, cons the main reason for that was purely the Star Wars movies. For sure. That they could have done something really great with the Star Wars movies, but they forced in the old shit for nostalgia to get people to watch it because they knew that those movies were so shit. So the only reason why they would actually make money with these shit Star Wars is that they bring in the stuff that they, people like from the original Star Wars movies and hoping that they would think it's good because of it. Fuck Star Wars. <laughs> Fuck George Lucas. Um, no, George Lucas is cool. <laughs> George Lucas is cool. Star Wars, uh, Disney... And and the chick that's Kathleen Kennedy, you guys can go fucking suck a bag of dicks. That, Serenity now. That was the best Andre just just ending ever. <laughs> Y'all can go suck a big fucking bag of dick. <laughs> so that's outrageous, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I do get what you're saying, but yeah. also something ran that you said earlier that triggered something is why don't we get like comedy clubs and and stuff like that in our area in our area like cape town and stuff we don't have like a place where you'll go and get like three comics to stand up there were a couple i'm pretty sure they all died there was there was one in woodstock there was one at the waterfront there was i know there, there was, was comedy one. warehouse in, yeah. in somerset road um to be fair i went to one and the only one dude made me laugh wow and then the it's other three they were such funny. a dying um breed yeah South Africans, they're not big into stand-up comedy. Why? I don't know. They just like their shit music in the shit Star Wars movies. <laughs> they don't they don't like they don't like seeing people actually putting effort into something, whether they suck at it or not. They just don't want to give them the shit. They just want to have something that they fucking know and they're gonna pay the money for what they want. And yeah. then that's fucking Star Wars. Star and Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> South Africans are worst with this shit. I promise. Yeah, bro. Uh, we we you, we, we got some issues. Yeah, com comedians, dude. I mean, I would love to see some comedians rolling the town, and I'd definitely go and support. Hell, if there was an opportunity, I'd maybe even go try my hand at it. You might as well. So yeah, I knew a guy who did a stand up, but I'd love to do a stand up set. Yeah, it's it's not easy. I, I know it's not easy. not easy. I, I mean, I've done a ton of. Um, talking live and stuff yeah. like that so that would i've just that's one thing that i'd love to do is just try like a 10 minute stand-up set that would I, be awesome. I reckon i would i would be fucking dude you'd ghosting. be the best no you'd be the best no I but, you, but the cool so thing bad. is you would just rant about shit and people would laugh dude you should have seen i did a drum drum uh, uh, uh workshop for bothners it was at uh grand west and like then, the most aggressive drum clinic ever. Yeah, I, I played it. I played with. A, I had Verona Walls play with me, and then oh, I was wow. just telling them stories, and I was just telling them stories about my experiences of being a drummer and what I've learned. But I wasn't like 
teaching him. Did you okay, you got to look at this. No, unfortunately oh, not. But then afterwards, some guy goes like, yeah, I liked how you turned that into a stand-up show. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but it was rad. Shit, It's man. not easy, dude. Well, we've been running long. That yeah. was a great art, Regis. I really enjoyed it. But fucking, how did Star Wars take most of the hit? Eh? <laughs> Star Wars is a big, big thing. Uh, I've, I've got so much, I've got a lot of Hot Wheels Star Wars toys that I just want to get rid of because I hate Star Wars now. And I used to be a huge fan of Star Wars. These last three movies Over fucked it. it up for me. I Shit. fucking hate those movies. Okay. Wow. All, they, are, they are spitting in the face of people that actually grew up with this shit. Because wow. of nostalgia. I, that's I mean, why. I haven't seen. I'm. I'm not a big Star Wars or, or any of that kind of guy. But I just need to now see it just to believe it. Uh, it's it's trash. You, you're not missing much. Happy holidays, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Yeah. You too, I don't man. know. I don't know when this is going to come out, but I hope you guys have enjoyed this little bonus episode of myself and Art just going off about random shit like high school. Everything else, uh, that was interesting to start. I mean, I even between the segments, I was like, what the fuck were we talking about, bro? <laughs> yeah. But um, it's nice to get that kind of kind of stuff out. And uh, I suppose it lets everybody get to know us a little bit better. So here's to 2022, dude. It's been such a fucking epic run. Ace, bro. Uh, I think we're in like, we're almost at 30 episodes as a duo. Yep. Um, here's to many more. Everybody, stay safe um, during this holiday period. If you're on the roads, please drive safely. Wear your seatbelt. Don't drink and drive. Uh, smoke and fly. Um, if, if you want to uh, subscribe, hit us a subscribe. Um, if you want to like the video, please like the video. It helps with the algorithm. Follow our socials. They'll be up on the screen. And um, for us, from Papa G's House Podcast, the duo that you will come to know and love going forward from myself, Gareth, and from Ator Carlos Diego Pejero III. We wish you a happy New Year and a Merry Christmas. See how I did that the other way around? Dude, it's been fucking rad. Any parting words on your side? We'll see you next year. This is Papa Jesus, episode 108 with me and my good co-host, Art Pereira. We'll see you next year. Peace. This is how we do this.